Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Kilowatt. My name is Bodhi, and I am your host. And hopefully, this sounds a little better than my normal recording. We had some issues. Well, we've had issues for a long time, and I've been working to fix those issues. But one of the problems was the huge discrepancy in the intro and outro music versus my voice. So, um, listener Cameron emailed me and said, this is a a problem. And I agree 100%. It was a problem. So, uh, he suggested audio hijack. So that's one of the things I like. I'm testing it out right now. Uh, I ended up buying a couple of rogue amoebas products while I was over on their site. So, um, I've been looking into maybe doing this in the past, buying, uh, audio hijacked, but if I'm being honest, like my wife and I are spending so much money trying to get into this new house, I've been really reluctant to spend anything extra on the podcast. But I was, I don't know, ultimately, if it doesn't sound good, then by all, the, nobody's going to listen. And I want people to listen and enjoy the show. So hopefully this sounds good. I'm getting a lot of echo in my headset, but it doesn't come across on the recording. So I'll have to figure out what that is. But that's one of the things that I like this week. Um, but uh, Cameron, thank you very much because, uh, in the end, this ended up being a very nice purchase. I'm very happy with it. So, um, one of the other things I like is only available in the United States and it is a cell phone company called visible. And this was a company owned actually by Verizon, uh, back in December. Yeah. December. T-Mobile, uh, I, had a, I had a problem with my T-Mobile phone. Somebody stole my number. When I called T-Mobile, they said, oh, you must have given somebody your secret code because there's no way that anybody else could, um, there's no way anybody else could get into your account unless they knew your secret code. And I was like, well, I don't know how I would tell anybody it because I don't even know what my secret code is. So long story short, somebody in Minnesota, which I live in, I know people in Minnesota, but Nobody that would hose me over this way. Somebody in Minnesota went into a T-Mobile store, said they were me, changed the information, blah, blah, blah. Uh, T-Mobile had eventually fixed it, but they basically blamed me for it. And then uh, a little while later, I kept getting all of these notifications of people trying to get my phone number. Like I would get little things like saying your password has been updated or... 
Um, there was uh, another time when it looked like somebody had taken my number because I got the message saying that your number has been switched to a new phone or something like that to a new service. And I'm like, I didn't do that. And then I called T-Mobile and they'd already fixed it. Turns out there was a leak um, of data leak at T-Mobile. And it wasn't until like my eighth or ninth call that somebody actually admitted that there was a leak. So I was like, you know what, T-Mobile, thank you, but no thank you. Have a nice day. So I went to next Verizon. And with T-Mobile, I was paying about $110 a month. Went next to Verizon with a T-Mobile phone uh, iPhone, which did not go very well, to be honest with you, the terribly slow. Um, and that's because the chips inside are a little different for each uh, cell carrier, depending on the technology they're using. So a little bit slow, but I was like, okay, I'll live with it. But I'm paying $150 now. And then uh, I see this thing from Tech Country a couple months ago uh, about the cell phone uh, carrier Visible, V-I-S-I-B-L-E. And it's owned by Verizon. So I was like, well, if it's owned by Verizon, they only charge $40 per phone. Thing is, is you can't have family plans or anything like that. But that's fine because I pay $150 a month for terrible service. So, and terrible because I have a T-Mobile phone on a Verizon network. I had a Verizon phone at one point on a T-Mobile network and it was awesome. Anyway, so I was like, okay, well, we'll try this visible. You have to have an invite code. I found one on the internet. You could too if you want. And the next day, I had my SIM card, and my phone is actually faster on the Visible network than it was on the Verizon network, which is the same network. It's roughly uh, three times as fast, and uh, just data network-wise. So I'm going to highly recommend that if you want to save money and you have a Verizon phone, uh, Visible. So you'll go to Visible.com, V-I-S-I-B-L-E. I don't get any money for it. I don't get any thank yous. I don't get anything. But if you're out there willing to save a little bit of money, that's a good way to do it because I saved about, uh, what is it, $70 a month going to them uh, with two phones. So I'm, I'm pretty happy with it. So I want to thank, it's July, first podcast in July. So I want to thank James and I want to thank Mark for being the Patreon supporters. I really appreciate it. I want to thank everybody else who listens to the show and if you want to give a little bit of uh, value back and you don't want to be a Patreon supporter, that's fine. Would you go to iTunes and please, please, please um, write a review because it helps. We're coming up on 100 episodes. This is episode 99. So we're coming up on 100 episodes. This kind of stuff really helps out um, in terms of getting the podcast uh, seen by other people. So I would appreciate that if you could leave a review. If you don't want to, that's fine. But uh, if you want to help me out, that'd be awesome. Um, let's see, we're running long on this intro, so we won't talk about any of this other stuff here that you guys don't care about. So let's get right in to the podcast itself. we got a couple of things. First, under the kilobits section, Audi showed off the interior of the e-tron Quattro EV SUV. Of course, the interior is leather. It's got three LCD screens, an instrument cluster, kind of like a media screen. And then the, the, um, below the media screen is like a, uh, a screen to control, a touch screen to control heat, AC, heated seats, that kind of thing. Uh, let's see. Standard controls on the steering wheel, it looks like. 
neon, most likely LED, but like neon color light trim inside makes it look very cool. In areas where it's um, allowed cameras instead of mirrors to make the car more aerodynamic. Uh, the gear shifter is a, or changer, if it's an electric, all electric. Um, it's got like a little hand rest. So you got your arm on the armrest and that's just a nice, comfortable place to put your hand. Looks really cool. Bang and Olafsson speakers. Uh, the car's going to have a 95 kilowatt hour battery, three electric motors. It's going to cost 80,000 euros um, or 92,000 US dollars. No word on the performance specs just yet. Should have looked it up what it cost in Canadian dollars too. Sorry about that, Canada. Sorry, James. Anyway, next up, Fred Lambert from Electric. VW is taking advantage of um, all the young people not wanting to own cars. They announced today that they're going to have an all-electric car sharing platform called We, capital W, capital E. Basically, uh, right now, Zipcar is using E, um, EV uh, Golfs, uh, Volkswagen, E-Golfs, sorry, in London. Uh, VW may couple this with something like a scooter sharing. So it gets you, you use the car to get you to a certain point and then you get out and you get on a scooter that VW owns and you get to the rest of the way. I think they called it like micro transport or something like that. Initially, this is going to launch in Germany, which is no sh shocker, shouldn't be since it's VW. Then it's going to go to major cities in Europe, North America, and Asia. Uh, now, this is set to launch next year in Germany and the other countries in 2020 or, or other territories. Because um, North America and Europe are not countries, or Asia for that matter, they're continents. Anyway, I'm sure this is going to start off like Zipcar, where you go, you get in the car, and then you you drive to a location and then you get out of the car and leave the car for the next person. Eventually with autonomous driving, this will turn into like Tesla's car sharing network, Elon's plan for Tesla's car sharing network. Um, I'm sure the goal, like I said, is self-driving cars. Next up, this is from Clean Technica and Inside EVs, um, Kyle Field from Clean Technica and Inside EVs, Mark Kane, BYD is an energy and EV company in China. They're going to be providing, i.e. they sold, 100 fully electric buses to Metbus, uh, which is a part of the Trans-Santiago public transportation system in Santiago, Chile. The buses will go into service this November. Um, according to the article, one non-EV bus, so an ICE bus, is equal to 33 cars uh, it produces as much as 33 excuse me produces as much carbon emissions as 33 cars which is insane so the buses are expected uh, not only to reduce carbon emissions because they don't produce any they're going to um, lower the cost of operations now it costs a lot of money to buy these buses and I looked and I couldn't find an exact number but it's a lot more than a regular bus but in terms of operating costs, it's going to cost about uh, 70 Chilean pesos to to operate the EV, and I can't remember, it's per something, to operate the EV, versus 350 Chilean pesos to operate the ICE uh, cars. And unfortunately, I didn't write that down. Um, it seemed like it made a lot of sense when I was writing these notes. 
But uh, and, and just a little extra here, since we're talking about BYD, they opened up their third battery factory and claim by 2020, it'll be the world's largest lithium ion battery factory. So they're coming after the Gigafactory. They're coming after you, Elon, even though you don't listen to the show. I'm certain of it. Um, next up, I thought this was just kind of a neat one. Matthew Panzerino of TechCrunch. He wrote um, an article, Apple brought him in to Cupertino, and they said, hey, look what we're doing. We're rebuilding maps from the ground up. Basically, they don't want to be reliant on any of these navigation or map companies like TomTom and that kind of thing, um, which they are now. So I was listening to Twit while I was uh, cleaning the yard today. And, oh, by the way, happy 4th of July. I don't know if I said that at the beginning. Anyway, I was listening to Twit as I cleaned in the yard today, and one of the panelists said something that I thought was really smart. And I'm sure he's not the only one that's thought this. I just didn't think of it myself. But this may be a step in Apple's autonomous driving efforts. And we've talked about Project Project Titan on here before, and Apple was rumored to have this big a uh, project of self-driving cars. And then all of a sudden, it's like, well... They're, they're getting away from that. They're just going to make the technology for self-driving cars. And maybe this is all true, but this seems t- to me and to others who brought this to my attention, this seems like a great start for Apple's autonomous driving. Um, Waymo goes through and it uh, it's using its vans to map along with testing the self-driving vehicles. Um the way that this is going to work is Apple's going to use vans kind of like, or and cars kind of like what Google does. And then they'll also use data, anonymized data from your iPhone. I'm not going to get into all of that because you can go and listen to Twit, Twit and, and learn all about that. But I think this is very interesting. Um, and this kind of as a side note, and I've, I've said this before because there's been some things about Lucid uh, Motors in the news lately about they beat a, the Lucid Air beat a P100D, which, you know, awesome. But let's, let's get the car produced. <laughs> let's start selling the car. Um, but anyway, I love the guys at Lucid Motors um, and gals. They're very nice. Uh, when I went and talked to them in Monterey, um, there's a... If we go back in the archives, we have an interview, uh, um, interview with them, with Zach, I believe his name was. Anyway, I've said this before in this podcast, but I think Apple should, if they were going to buy or partner with anybody, they should partner with Lucid Motors because their car is more Apple-like than any other vehicle. In the past, we've heard like Apple should buy Tesla or Apple should do whatever, um, make their own cars. I think in this case making uh buying lucid motors they would be probably 60 percent if not more of the way there because it's a very pretty car on the inside it kind of um feels apple-y when you sit in it next up this is from motor run dominic wild and autoblog anti kyotonin i know i'm butchering that um but this was recommended to me on slack by james who's a patreon supporter and we share like these unusual um, EVs, like a lot of the EVs are that we'll look at are typically like um, these small little cars that are made to look like uh, retro cars. Uh, but one of the ones uh, that he sent, and I think this was really cool, was the company, I'm sure you've all heard of MG, which is a British company, uh, sports car company. 
the MG doesn't exist anymore. The brand is owned by a Chinese company called Chinese Motors. The MG is coming back. Now, the MG, if you look at a Mazda Miata, they say it's in, that it inspired a Miata. I don't think the two look very much alike at all. But this new EV, which we don't have a lot of details on, is going to be an all-wheel drive. And yes, it's going to be an EV. The article says it's going to be a two-seater, um, but the images provided show four seats. But this is definitely, I'll put the link in the show notes like I do all the other stuff. But this is definitely something to look at because this car is really cool. I would say, and it probably is on par price-wise, but I'd say it looks sort of like a Fisker. Um, Fisker. Got to watch how I say that. Um and I would imagine that's probably going to be upwards close to a hundred plus thousand dollars for this thing. But anyways, I think it's a good looking car and I highly suggest taking a peek at it. Next up, this is from Simon Alvarez of Tesla Rati. Uh, we talked about, had a whole episode about it. Episode 97, Martin Tripp. He is being sued by Tesla because uh, Tesla said that he was a saboteur and stole company secrets and, uh, caused problems at the factory he says he didn't do it so let's see he said uh tesla said kind of a situation he has a crowdfunding effort going right now for his legal defense um he if you go to gofundme he's seeking five hundred thousand dollars for this and i'll put the link in the show notes again so far he's raised eight thousand eight hundred dollars in six days uh five hundred thousand is quite a bit probably not for legal defense but um, it is quite a bit to try and raise just in general. Uh, but I would take a peek at the comments because they range from very supportive to not so supportive. Nessa, uh, next up, Teslarati, Eric Ralph, the man with two first names. Ah, 150 miles north of Tesla's Gigafactory is a massive deposit of lithium carbonate. This it's not a mine. It's just a deposit. They predict that this deposit would increase the world's lithium supply by 15% initially and by 20% in 2026. That's a huge amount, especially since uh, lithium is kind of um, becoming a little bit more scarce because everybody's trying to make lithium ion batteries. Um, the mine, when it opens, will be run by Lithium Americas. It's expected to open in 2020. It'll have an output of initially of 30,000 tons, but uh, by 2026, that output will be 60,000 tons. And I'm sure the folks at Lithium Americas have been in contact with Tesla and every other car manufacturer in the world because they are sitting on a lithium mine. Not a gold mine, but a lithium mine, which is way better at this point, I think. Uh, Simon Alvarez, this is our last story in the kilobit section, and this is kind of funny. Elon gave an interview at the to the Wall Street J Journal at the Fremont factory, and he said, this is what Elon says, quote, I'm feeling good about things. I think there's a good vibe, and I think energy is good. Go to Ford, and it looks like a morgue. So that's that was uh, Elon's quote, which, you know, kind of wrangled Ford executives up a little bit. So um, here's what uh, Ford wrote back, which I think is this whole thing's kind of funny. 
this is their tweet. No doubt the vibe, the vibe is funky in a makeshift tent. <laughs> but it's not bad either across the street at the Ford Rouge plant where a high-quality, high-tech F-150 rolls off the line every 53 seconds like clockwork. Come check it out at Elon Musk hashtag built Ford tough. Uh, I did not see uh, a response from Elon on that, but I think that's it's kind of a funny way to go forward. Um, I mean, I think Tesla's a really cool company, and I am a Tesla fan boy, I guess. But, I mean, let's be honest, the, the other car companies out there doing really cool things, and Ford is definitely one of those companies that's capable of doing really cool things. They're a little behind on the EV thing, but I I have full confidence that they're going to catch up. So let's get to the news section because we're almost done here. We'll be under 30 minutes, and I'm sure you'll all be very happy about that. Um, Fred Lambert wrote an article, and I'm not going to summarize the article. We're just going to get into the milestones here because uh, he wrote several articles that I pulled this from, probably three or four. I'll put all those in the show notes. First up, um, milestone one. Elon recently celebrated his 47th birthday on the factory floor. Happy birthday, Elon. I thought we were closer. I'm 43. I thought Elon was my age. Makes me feel better. I could I need four more years and I need I get to become a billionaire. I can I, I feel pretty confident. I know he was a billionaire before that. I'm comparing myself now to him now. So four more years, I'll become a billionaire. Let's hope. Uh, milestone two. Five thousand Model Threes were produced in seven days. Pretty impressive since uh, they've kind of had a hard time getting to this point. We've gone over that a ton. Milestone three, over 7,000 Model 3s, S's, and X's. So roughly over 2,000 S's and X's were produced in seven days, which is awesome. Uh, Tesla's next goal for the Model 3 is 6,000 by the end of August, if I'm reading the article right. Um, there are many questions being raised about how sustainable that number is, which are totally valid. I completely agree with. Um, and the other thing is, is, uh, we had an article and I don't know if this is true or not. We're just basing this off of an article or I am anyway, that Tesla, um, was pulling people off model S and model X and putting them on model three to help get this number up by the end of the month. So by the end of June, but, uh, there's, you know, everybody's question, is this sustainable? The 5,000, which everybody should be questioning that. The next one is did cross, did Tesla cross that 200,000 threshold for the $7,500 tax credit in the United States? Cause if they held out till July 1st to cross over that 2,000, 200,000, then the tax credit goes till the end of the year. And then it gets halved for the first quarter, halved again for the second quarter of 2019. And then it's gone as far as, far as I understand it. Um, and to that end, this is another article. These are all just kind of combined together. Um, there's been a bill introduced in Congress to remove the 200,000 car limit because Tesla and Chevy, both American companies, will be the first companies to reach that threshold, leaving mainly foreign automakers eligible to take part in the tax credit. Now they're eligible to take part in the tax credit now, but that puts Tesla and Chevy possibly at a disadvantage. I think if you're gonna buy a Tesla, you're gonna buy a Tesla no matter what, but it could put you at a disadvantage or put them at a disadvantage with some buyers. 
because they, the buyers aren't going to get that tax credit. Now, that doesn't come directly off the price of a car. That actually comes off of um, your taxes in 2000, whatever. So um, there, the bill was to remove this number and just kind of let it open um, until they've come up with, you know, they say, okay, this is enough. We have enough saturation. We'll see what happens. Uh, especially with this current administration, we seem to be very American first. Um, and the people running the United States government at this point might be all for um, giving American automakers a little bit more of a leg up. So let's just say they're aggressively American first. So imagine that that will pass, which is weird to think about because in the past you know tesla was seen as a hippie company coming after legacy car companies and now um i mean it's a democrat putting the bill through but i wouldn't be surprised if it passed just so that the the uh republican groups republican groups can say oh well i uh you know i support american companies and gain favor that way same with democrats Anyway, uh, moving on, here's Tesla's Q2 uh, numbers because they just released those not too long ago on Monday, I think, or maybe it was Sunday. They produced 53,339. Now, that's produced. That's not delivered because uh, that's total vehicles. They delivered 40,740 cars total. So from that, they produced, and we're just going to do the produced of the Model 3s and we'll deliver to everything else. They produced 28,578 Model 3s in that quarter, which is pretty impressive. Um, by this, it would still take just a little under four years if they stay at this rate to make everybody's reservation happen. Uh, they delivered 18,440 Model 3s. They delivered 10,930 Model S's and 11,370 Model X's, which the Model X, I think this is the first time in... in maybe forever, that the Model X actually sold more than the Model S. And around Phoenix, where I live, I've been seeing the Model X a lot more lately. So um, one final thing, and I don't want to end on a negative note, but we are going to kind of end on a negative note um, because Elon's a great marketer, and sometimes the way he says things, we have to parse that. And I don't necessarily agree with this guy. His name is... Uh, just close my thing. His name is Gabe. Gabe Hoffman of Accipiter Capital Management. He's not a fan of Tesla, but let's listen to a uh, interview that he did with CNBC. Elon Musk says you have to actually look at the fine print. Elon Musk is making a heck of a lot out of hitting this uh, 5,000 a week uh, deadline. Uh, some people are pretty impressed as well. How about yourself? Well, like everything else Elon Musk says, you have to actually look at the fine print. So if you look at the actual text of the email that he sent to all employees, he did not use the word produced. Now, produced means if you've actually made 100% of a car. That is not what he said. What he said was there were 7,000, 5,000 of which were Model 3s, were factory gated. Factory gated simply means they left the factory gate. In other words, if a car was half done or 75% done, and then during the week progressed to 100%, that counts as factory gated. 
So like most Elon Musk promises, when you look at the fine print, it doesn't hold up. Okay. Okay, and I'll put the link in the show notes because there's a little bit more to that, but I only have 2% left on my battery for my laptop. So let's end the show. I hope everybody has a great week. Next week um, will be a pre-recorded show, and then I'll do Sierra and Brad's pre-recorded show uh, because, uh, let's see, Saturday I'm going to record uh, episode 100, um, and then I've got to pack up all my recording equipment because we're moving to this new house, and it's going to take me a little bit of time to get packed and moved and then unpacked during that time. So, um, yeah. So just uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. I really appreciate it. Uh, and hopefully you enjoyed the shows that uh, we've pre-recorded or and I'm going to pre-record. If you want to email me, it's Bodie at 918digital. That's B-O-D-I-E at 918digital.com. Uh, Twitter is at 918digital. Like I said, leave a feed, leave a, a review on iTunes. That really helps out. Next week is episode 100, which is another milestone. Hopefully iTunes is going to start recommending us more once we hit that. I don't understand how iTunes works, so maybe it won't. But it seems like 100 we should get a little bit more traffic. Um, to everybody who's been listening, thank you. To everybody who's a new listener, thank you very much. Uh, Patreon supporters, uh, James and Mark, thank you very much. It's a new month. Appreciate your support. And then um, if you want to support the show, go to patreon.com forward slash kilowatt. Pretty sure that's what it is. I should know this. K-I-L-O-W-A-D-T. Yes, it is. And finally, uh, because I'm in love with Rogue Amoeba products, I want to thank Cameron for your suggestion and your feedback um, because this is actually working out quite well with the workflow and everything. So I really appreciate that. I hope everybody has a great week. I hope you have a safe summer. And when we come back, we'll talk about Tesla earnings. And here comes the music. See you in three weeks. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.